room? Yes. Because to be honest with you, for the last couple weeks, it's been hard for me to even put my legs out of the bed. Major pain going through all through my back. But I believe God that as I praise him, I'm healed. As I give him praise, I am healed. But I can begin to make moves and do things that I couldn't do before. As I praise him. Hallelujah. Because he is the God that healeth us. Come on, if you're believing him for a healing in your body, you ought to just give him praise right now. We were healed. We were healed in Jesus' name. And whatever you're believing God for, just praise Him that it's already been accomplished in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm excited this morning. I glorify God this morning. We bless God for our pastors. Hallelujah. Apostle Hampton and uh, Pastor Mark Hampton. Come on, can we give God praise for them? Hallelujah. We bless God for all of the ministers at First Start Worship Team and all those who are here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just crazy for God. I'm just crazy for God. It don't, it don't really matter how many people are here. He, he still, is, I still owe him praise. I, I still owe him praise. I still have to give him glory. I still have to give him the honor. He's still worthy, isn't he? In spite of it all, he's still worthy of my glory. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He bless you, Lord. We're two or three are gathered in your name. You are in the midst. You are in the midst of us this morning. And we give you praise. I just want to encourage you that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard in your life what the Spirit of the Lord is about to do in your life. That's right. Be encouraged this morning that He's perfecting each and everything that concerns you. Be encouraged this morning that you don't have to struggle and scrape and lack and walk in, hallelujah, lack, but you can walk in the overflow of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. For he is making all things well. Yes, he is. And he is making all things new. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So we don't praise him because there's a hundred people in the room. We don't praise him because there's one person in the room. But we praise him because he's worthy. It's just that simple. We praise him because he's just worthy to be praised. And when we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, he said we overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Yes. So we encourage one another as we praise, as we That's share right. testimonies That's of right. healing and salvation and deliverance. Yes. We overcome yes. and we receive the victory in Jesus Christ. Yes. So I want to just talk to us this morning and encourage the people of God in 2 Chronicles 14, 1 through 7, if you want to turn there. 2 Chronicles 14, 1 through 7. Hallelujah. Your praise is not in vain. Amen. Hallelujah. Your worship is not, it's not for anything. It's not for nothing. It is for a reason and for a season and for a set time. Hallelujah. The best thing you can do in this hour. Come on. The best thing you can do in this hour, church, is the two things. Know your word. And know how to praise him. Hallelujah. And when you know how to praise him, it's because you've been in your word. Glory. Yes, that's it. Glory. In this hour, but so many other things are louder than our praise. Thank you, Jesus. But I refuse. Hallelujah. You have to make a choice to rejoice. That's right. I don't care what Trump is doing. My God is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's worthy. He's worthy. Of my praise. I'm not going to let him speak louder than my praise. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let the government dictate how my household look. what my household looks like. Hallelujah. I'm going to give him praise. That my refrigerator is full. Hallelujah. That all my needs have been supplied for. But I lack nothing. That's right. And my bills are paid. Glory to God. And my family is whole. My family yes. is healed. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. We're not walking in lack and in bondage. Yes. We are free. When the sun says free. It's free indeed. Second Chronicles 14, 1 through 7. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you just gotta do that. You just gotta talk to your house. Talk to your house. Talk to your, I don't know that might sound crazy. Talk to your refrigerator. Talk to your cabinet. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's it. Talk to your car. Talk to talk to your kids. Talk to them. They might not be standing in front of you, but talk to them. That's right. Talk to yourself. That's it. So he, so he encouraged himself in the Lord. Yes. You got to do that sometimes. That's right. Release your faith. It's about your faith. That's it. That's it. Bible says what you say, That's right. you will have it. Yeah. 
What you say, yeah. you will have it. So if you say, I broke, then you're broke. That's it. Don't it's get quiet, church. Yeah. If you say, I'm healed, then you're healed. That's yeah. right. That's right. If you say I'm blessed, Sister Ethel, you're blessed. And honey, baby. Thank you, Jesus. If you say that you're delivered, then you're delivered. Come on, just stand on that. If you're collecting unemployment and you don't have enough for groceries and your refrigerator's full and you stand in that thing and say, it's full in Jesus' name. Help us. Might sound crazy, but... I'm telling you, it works. faith works if you work it. I'm just letting you get to 2 Chronicles 14, 1 through 7, and if you have it, say amen. amen. Excuse the way I sound this morning. I just I woke up like this, but I'm not like this. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you stand? We're going to read the word of the Lord. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Verse 1 says, So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And it says he slept with his fathers. Let's bring context. That means he died. So Abijah slept with his fathers. He passed on, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In the days the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he took away the altars of strange gods and the high places and break down the images and cut down the groves and commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to do the law and the commandments. Also he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images and the kingdom was quiet before him. And he built fenced cities in Judah for the land had rest and he had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest therefore he said unto Judah let us build these cities and make about them walls and towers gates and bars and while the land yet be while the land is yet before us because we have sought the Lord our God we have sought him, and he hath given us rest on every side. Amen. So they built and they prospered. I just want to encourage us this morning. That was verse 1 through 7. I just want to encourage the people of God this morning that God is prospering you in your rest. Come on, say that. God is prospering me in my rest. Come on, say it again. God is prospering me in my rest. Encourage your neighbor. God is prospering you in your rest. Come on, tell him it's time for you to rest. Breathe in. Inhale and exhale. Come on. It's time for you to rest so that God can prosper you. Come on, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
There is another dimension of rest. There is another dimension of rest that the Lord is calling you into. Amen, amen, amen. This rest goes beyond just a quick nap or a two-week vacation. Because if the truth be told, we go on vacation and we still are not in no doubt about it. Thinking about what we're going to go back to. Yes. Thinking about who we're going to go back to. Yes. God help us. Thinking about what bills we got to pay when we go back. Yes. What's due when I get back. Yes. And in our minds, we want this to last a long time when we're on vacation, if you will. Anybody ever been on vacation? Yes, ma'am. You know what it feels like. You have that thought in your mind of, oh, I wish this could last forever. Yeah. Yes. What a beautiful feeling that this is, and I don't have any care in the world. Right. right. And if something were to happen back home, I wouldn't even, I'm too far to even get to it. That's right. That's right. We're at a place of rest, if you will, but we still have things on our mind. This rest that God is calling us to goes beyond that. This is a perpetual rest that is connected to generational blessings. Amen. 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 This is a rest that we enter into that is connected to our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, uncle, aunties. This rest that we enter into is not just a, 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 a momentary thing. This is a calling. Say, God's calling me to rest. God's calling me to rest. If you don't know your calling today, tell, if somebody asks you, what are you called to do? Just tell them rest. Amen. Rest. Jesus. Woo. Amen. I'm called to rest. Hallelujah. Because we're consumed, glory to God, we are consumed in this hour with restlessness. There are things and there are people and places that are drawing us to be restless. They don't want us to rest. Our jobs, come on, can we talk about it? Our jobs pull us into restlessness. Our circumstances pull us into a place of restlessness. We don't live in a society that, that, that draws us into rest. We don't live in a social media driven world that causes us to, to want to rest. When there are young people who are constantly on social media, and even adults too, so let me just say that. Constantly on social media trying to see what the next thing is. Trying to see who, who's wearing what and who, who's so, what's so, what kind of car are they driving now. And then we try to meet those expectations in our minds and in our hearts. Oh, I wish I could be like them. I wish I, and truth be told, they're at a place of restlessness too. Just because they're driving the best thing and just because they're wearing the best thing and just because it looks like their marriage is going great does not mean it's going great. Come on, church. That is an outward appearance. Come on. But how many know it's about the inward work? That's right. That's right. So we're consumed with restlessness in this age. And we have allowed social media and our jobs, our family, and life issues to consume our minds. That's right. Our minds are so consumed with so many other things other than rest. Yes. 
when you wake up in the morning and you get ready to put your clothes on, you say, oh, I wish I could sleep in a little bit longer. Mm. <laughs> Especially when you got to go to work. But how many know you can sleep and not rest? That's right. That's right. That's right. You can sleep and not rest. But how many of us want to walk in or into this place of rest with God where we can wake up and wish we could sleep a little bit longer, but we're still in his rest. Yeah. We can still walk in his rest. That's right. We can still feel the rest of God on us. Even though I might be a little sleepy, I might be a little tired, I might need a little cup of coffee, hallelujah. I might need the strongest cup of coffee I can find, but I still am still walking in his rest. This is what he's called us to. And so we're consuming our minds like never before to the point where we find ourselves restless. Yes. Come on, tell somebody again, we've been called to rest. Tell somebody, you've been called to rest. Rest in your mind, rest in your thoughts, rest in your finances, rest on your jobs, rest in your marriage, rest in your relationships. Rest in your family, rest in your children, hallelujah. Rest in what the investment that you knew you you know that you put on the inside of them and rest in knowing that he that has begun a good work in them is going to perform it into the day of Jesus Christ. Resting in the fact that I am a sower and I am a tither, and I know that God is going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Resting in the fact that he has already perfected each and everything that concerns Resting in the fact that comes sickness or disease, my God is going to heal my body. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. I'm at rest. I might hear a diagnosis that says, yes, this is that, or yes, this is that. But I'm resting in the fact that he has already healed me. Amen. I'm at rest. I'm at peace. I can, oh God, I can settle. I can sit in his rest. I can sit in his rest. Thank you, Father. I don't have to worry when I hear something. Amen. That's Hallelujah. Right. Amen. Amen. That's right. I was in a situation at my house a, a, a few weeks ago. And I didn't know I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know how I was gonna turn this thing. Well, I wasn't gonna turn this thing. And normally my faith level, I had I had to remember my faith level the last time that I experienced this. I ran. You know how we do. Amen, amen. We look for the quickest way out of something. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. But God sent a test again to see how I would handle right it. Now. And, and the, my first response was wanting to get out as fast as I could and how to run out of this situation. But the Spirit of the Lord has spoke to me and said, no, I'm sending this as a test to see if you really believe me for who I am and who you say you sing about and who you say that you preach about and who you say you live for. I'm sending this test to see how you're going to respond to your faith. And so I begin to look at this, that situation and say, God, I thank you that this is already turned around. I thank you that I have favor with God and with man and that the favor of God is on my life and that this time next month I will not see this same situation. I thank you right now, Father, that you are giving me peace. You're settling my household. I thank you, God, that this is already turned around. And don't you know he did it? Don't you know he did it? Don't you know he did it? Now it would have took 
it would have been it would have hallelujah took longer if I had not rested. It would have took God longer to manifest himself in my situation had I not sat in his rest. Notice I said his rest, not my rest. Because what my rest looks like is God let me figure this out and then everything's going to be all right. But when I rested in his rest, I can then meditate on what his word says and not what my words say. And I can regurgitate what his word says. And I know that there are believers in this house this morning that know that his word works. And when you speak his word, things have to happen. He wants to make you a miracle. He wants to make 
Hallelujah. Resting in his rest. Resting in his rest. Resting in his rest. And see, that's the, that's the powerful thing about it, church. This is the powerful thing about it, church, that we live in an age of anxiety. High anxiety. Have you ever, ever met a person that's worried about everything? Have you ever met a person that is hyper anxious? Everything, I have a co-worker right now that she constantly accepts sickness and disease. One minute is this, the next minute is that. The next day she's going to this doctor's appointment. The next day she, and you know why she's sick? Because she said she was. That's right, that's right, that's right. She's the same age as me. She thinks that she, she came to work one day showing me all these bruises over her legs. She didn't know what was wrong. Then she came to work the next day. I think I have lupus. I looked at her. I said, you think you have what? I said, how old are you? 33. I said, oh, we're the same age. My God, my God. Here's the thing, church. Here's the thing, church. She's choosing to accept and to rest in disease. She's resting in it. Yes. It brings comfort to her to accept yes. sickness and disease. Yes. And so here I am, the same age as her, and I just flat out refuse to be sick. Amen. I just flat out refuse to be sick. Now, 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 religion wants to say, oh, you should have prayed for her. Lay hands on her. Told her by your structure. No. Pray for herself. Uh-uh. You know why I didn't? Because her, she has no faith to even believe that she can be healed. The Bible says that Jesus himself removed himself and could not do miracles because there was what? No faith. So my job for my sister at work, hallelujah, is to pray for her and to be an example of healing. And guess what I have the right to do? If I have a little ailment, I can come to her and say, Girl, let me tell you what God did. Yeah. Yeah. What am I doing there? I'm planting a seed of faith on the inside of her. So that next time she goes to the doctor and gets a doctor's report, then she can remember what I told her about how God healed me. And now she can have a little bit of faith, even if it's the size of a mustard seed. Oh, God. Even if it's just a little bit. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. Say rest in his rest. Say I'm prospering in his rest. So how do we get to this place of rest? Because this is another dimension. This rest makes no sense. God doesn't make sense. Anyway, Albert. Everything he does is. Yes. We can't even imagine. We can't even put it together in words. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. I don't do things like you do it. Glory to God. And I'm glad he does it. Because if he did do it like us, we probably wouldn't be sitting right here today. Mess up, Sister Stephanie. So how do we get to this place of rest? Let's identify this. How do we get to this another dimension of resting in his rest? Verse 3 says, 
For he took away the altars of the strange gods yeah. and the high places and break down the images and cut down the groves. First thing we got to do is we got to remove idols out of our lives. Idols are anything that let's not get spooky, church. Let's not get deep. This is real simple. Idols are anything that gets more glory in your life than God. That's right. That's right. It's as simple as that. We set up idols of, of worrying. Uh -huh. We get stressed. That can become an idol. That's right. That's right. Eating. That's right. Amen. 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 Eating can become an idol. Yes. Hallelujah. Anything. Relationships can become yes. an idol. Yes. Yes. Can I just be honest in this hour? Yes. And Elder was talking about we, we, we're too afraid to be honest in this hour. There was a time in my life where relationships were an idol for me because I was grieving the loss of my marriage. Yes, yes, And so because I didn't gain the God perspective that I needed, I used relationships to fill the hurt and the void and the grief that I was experiencing through relationships. Yes. Toxic relationships. Let me put that out there. Toxic relationships. We can set up idols through people. Oh, I can't get into the presence of the Lord unless I hear the Andrea Johnson. That's an idol. That's right. I can't tap into God's presence unless I hear uh, who else? Tasha Cobb. There it is. Tasha Cobb. I can't get into God's presence. You set her up as an idol. That's right. That's right. I can't go to church unless my pastor's there. Idol. I can't, I can't, I can't go, go worship and praise God unless, unless so and so is there, or brother so and so, sister so and so is there. I don't. Come on, we set things up as idols, and so in order to enter into this rest, we have to ask God. God, show me how and where I set up idols in my life. Because it could be that because of the idols that are in my life, that I have not been able to enter into this rest. It could be that there are some stumbling blocks and some things and some people and some areas in my life that I am lacking, that I need you to fill so that I can enter into rest. Idols. Verse 4 says, And commanded Judah... Asa commanded Judah to seek the Lord God their fathers and to do the law and the commandment. Mm -hmm. We also must establish the Lord in our household. Mm -hmm. amen, amen. After you have torn down the idols in your, in your heart, in yourself, amen. you must then establish the Lord in your house. Yes. You have the authority to govern and establish the atmosphere in your household. Do we believe that? We have been given that authority to govern, to legislate, to enforce what our atmosphere is going to look like, feel like, taste like. Come on, vibe with it, what the vibe is going to be in our household. You must establish that in your house. I have established in Judah the things that you cannot do in this house, what you cannot watch in this house. Come on, church. What you won't listen to in this house. Come on, I was brought up in a household. We couldn't listen to secular music. We just couldn't. 
Now, jazz was another thing, but you're not going to listen to bump and grind and cuss and fuss. That's right. In this household. That's right. And in this hour, Elder, I really believe that for those of us who have younger children aren't afraid to enforce in our household. That's right. We're afraid. We're afraid to tell our children, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. And you know why? Because social media has told us that we can just be out there and do out there and be anything that we want to be and do whatever we want to do and be free to be us. That ain't nowhere in this Bible. That's not in this word. And so we have got to church, church, church. We have got to establish the Lord in our household. And if you don't have your own household, get one. Yeah. Amen. Right. Oh God. Get your house in order. Get a house. Get a house. Get a get an apartment. Get something at a place where you can establish the presence of the Lord. Now I lived with my parents for a minute and God knows that I'm thankful. But listen. I had a child. It didn't work out. Because they had established, oh God, they had established the temperature and the barometer of what they wanted and how they wanted things done in their atmosphere. And I was called to respect that. That's right. But because I have a son, he might throw a toy on the floor and I'm okay with that. But that's not going to work for my mom. So I had to say, okay, let me go ahead and step on out and do what I need to do to get my own atmosphere so I can establish my own place of worship and establish the Lord in my house. Come on, church. Establish the Lord in your house. You have the authority to do this. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord and their fathers. He commanded them are we too afraid to command church? Are we too afraid to enforce? I want to encourage you this morning. Let's look at verse 5. Also, he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images. Also, he took away out of the cities of Judah, the high places and the images, and the kingdom was quiet before him. Yeah. Number three, the, the third thing that we must do to enter into this rest is we must put our land, or put your land to rest. Yeah. After you have removed the idols, after you have established the Lord, the word of the Lord in your house, you must put your land to rest. How do you do that? God, I've done what you commanded me to do. I've removed the idols. I've removed the high things in my, I've made you Lord in my house. Now I turn it over to you. Put your land to rest. Somebody say put it to rest. Come on, say put it to rest. Your land does not just include your house. It also includes your mind, the land of your mind. The land of your thoughts. Put them to rest. Yes. 
But, so that means that after I pour down idols on the Sabbath of the Lord in my household, I don't go back into what he brought me out of. Amen. That's right. I don't go back and start worrying again about what I put to rest. Your thoughts, your heart, your decisions. Trust the decisions that the Lord has given you to make. Amen. If you ask the Lord to help you make a decision and you made that decision, then trust that that is the right decision regardless of the outcome. Amen. The land of Judah, listen to this, the land of Judah could not be quiet until Asa began to settle the land. So that it could be at rest. Yes. The land of Judah, we just looked at the scripture, could not be quiet. It said in verse 5, and the kingdom was quiet before him. And my mind was quiet before him. And my house was quiet before him. And my job was quiet before him. Amen. And my thoughts were quiet before him. Amen. And my conversation with myself was quiet before him. That's it. That's it right there. Yes. That's it. And when he settled the land, the land could be at rest. Tell yourself, it's time for me to put some things to rest. It's time for us to put some things to rest. For once and for all, put it to rest. For goodness sake, put it to rest. You've been getting a restless nights all about this. You've been having conversation about this. You've been staying up late at night about this. You've been not eating and lost your appetite over this. Put it to rest. Come on, somebody shout, put it to rest. You can't build until you rest. You can't build until you rest. You can't build your house until you put it to rest. You mean to tell me that God, who said he's not the author of confusion, is going to cause you to prosper in confusion? That's not the kind of God we see. We serve. And see, we have, the Bible says, faith without what? Faith without works is dead. And see, this is the work we have to do. The work is removing the idols. The work is establishing the Lord in our household. The work is telling some folks they got to move out. The work is telling some people you can't come back here no more. The work is telling some people, no, I'm not available for you today. The work is, see, that's the work. And we've got to be willing to do the work so that we can get to the rest. And don't come under, don't allow the enemy to talk to you and say, oh, you're not godly. That's not the love of Jesus. That's not God. No, 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 no. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to, I have an expected end for you. And God is not a God that's going to allow you to sit up under somebody else's mess and be a conduit of somebody else's mess and not allow you to receive your portion. Because of somebody else's dysfunction and restlessness. When he has, he has a portion for you. He has a 
that you can get to your blessing, so that you can get to your miracle. And no, it's not selfish. It's called a God principle. So what, what do you mean to tell me that I am supposed to, hallelujah, as, as my son grows up, I know there are going to be things and, that I'm going to experience with him as a teenager. And you think that I'm going to, hallelujah, live under, un, up under that umbrella and not receive what God has for me? Amen. God is teaching me right now as a mother to don't, don't forsake your well-being and taking care of your self-care because you feel like that you ought to just give everything over to him. You ought to just buy everything for him. Don't buy yourself no clothes. Don't you go get a haircut. Go get his hair first. Go get his shoes first. Go get his clothes first. The devil is a liar. Not when I look, I can look him in the face and see that he's well taken care of. That's right. That's right. I gotta get my portion. That's right. Glory to God. Put it to rest. You gotta put some stuff to rest, saints. We gotta put some stuff to rest and bury it. So that we can get to our portion. You can't build your life the way you want to build it because you haven't put it, put some things to rest. You haven't been able to obtain the blessing of the Lord like you really want to because you haven't put some things to rest. You haven't been able to get to that place. He said, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But you haven't been able to press to it because you haven't put some things to rest. But God is calling us. He is calling us into another dimension of rest whereby it's not hard for us to get to the blessing that we know he's called us to. Whereby it's not hard for us to attain the blessings and the prosperity and the favor that he has called us to because we have put some things to rest. And I don't know about you, saying, but I'm ready to put some things to rest. I'm tired of toiling over the same issues and thinking about the same issues and helping the same people and giving up my finances over the same people and so and seed after seed after seed after seed after prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer sleepless night after sleepless night after sleepless night wet pillow after wet pillow after wet pillow tears fall down my face and I have yet to receive the blessing that the Lord has for me we put it to rest today the Bible says in verse 7, Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities and make about them walls. And it goes down into the verse and it says, He hath given us rest on every side. Amen. That's, Amen. That's what it says. Yes, yes, yes. It said, Because we have sought the Lord our God. Because we have sought the Lord our God, because we have sought after his rest, he has caused us to be at rest on every side. Amen, amen. So I'm not going to settle for just one part of my household at rest. I want every part to be at rest. I want every single part of my house to be at rest. I want my refrigerator at rest. I want my, my kitchen table at rest. My God, I want my laundry room at rest. I want, hallelujah, my bedroom to be at rest. I want my children to be at rest. I want my finances at rest. I want rest until every side is at rest. And sometimes in order to attain that place of rest, hallelujah, in your house, thank you, Jesus, sometimes 
Jesus name. In Jesus name. And you've got to do that. You've got to walk through your house. And declare the word of the Lord. Don't complain. Don't grumble. Hallelujah. Don't put blame on yourself for what's not done. Hallelujah. But just declare the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Declare what the Lord has said about you. But you have got to enter in to this place of rest so that you can be able to have the strength and the faith to do this and to work this principle. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you you got to declare there's no sin in this house. There's no sin in this house. There's no idols in this house. Hallelujah. We're not drinking in this house. We're not smoking dope in this house. Hallelujah. We're not having sex in this house outside of marriage. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're not watching pornography in this house. Come on, you got to declare this thing. Glory to God. We're not doing any lewd acts and uh, defiling ourselves in this house. Glory to God. We're not going to sit up and just eat ourselves happy in this house and then be too lazy to go to church on Sunday morning because we done ate ourselves to death. Amen. Not in this house. We're not going to be lazy in this house. This is all about establishing the rest. Because when there are idols set up in your life and in your house, it blocks the manifestation of the power of God being able to work in you. When God's, oh God, he's a good father, so he's not going to push himself on us. He's a gentleman. So when he sees that he's illegal, and when Satan sees he is legal, he's going to come in and do his good work. Yes, he is. If you give Satan an open door, he's going to come in and do his good work. When you establish the spirit of the Lord, he's going to come in and do his good work. And the process of God doing his good work, it don't always feel good. And we're a generation where we just got to feel good. It might not feel good, but it's going to be for your good. Because when you get to that place of rest, then you can prosper. And let's see how. Asa could not prosper. Asa said in verse 7, it says, Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities and make about them walls and towers, gates and bars, while the land is yet before us, because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and they prospered. Right. They built and they prospered. They built, meaning they already were prospering because they were building. They couldn't prosper if they were if, if they were building. They had to be prospering. So they built and they prospered. And the Bible declares that not only did they build, but they prospered. And so as you build and as you establish the Lord in your household and in your life, you shall prosper. And you're prospering in his rest. Because in the midst of all that building and all that establishing that Asa and Judah did, they did it off the pretense of rest. 
unto the Lord. This is our portion, church. This is our portion that we would establish ourselves in prospering in rest. You need to ask yourself, where am I not resting at? What in my life do I need to just put to rest? Who in my life do I need to put to rest? What in my life do I need to put to rest so that I can prosper in the rest? Hallelujah. We tell pastor all the time, pastor rest. Pastor rest. Get your rest, pastor. I tell him all the time, too. But the Lord touched me. He said, you're telling your pastor to rest, and you're not. Maybe if you will rest and pray, then that same rest will come upon her. Glory to God. Self-care. Knowing when you need to put things to rest. Now, I'm talking about physical rest now. Self-care. Taking time for yourself. Taking time with your family to rest. So that you can what? Prosper. So that you can build and prosper. You have something to build. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. You have something you need to build in your life. You might need to build that business. You might need to build that dream. You might need to build that vision. Whatever it is, you have something you need to build. And here's the here's the thing, saints. God is going to hold us accountable to resting in Him. Amen. And because He's a good Father, He's not going to make us do it. But we have the knowledge that if we don't put our trust and our rest in Him, we are going to miss. Our prosperity. We are going to miss our portion. We are going to miss the blessing and the favor that He has for us if we don't put some things to rest and rest in His rest. Father, we thank you for your rest. We thank you for your rest. That your rest is pure. That your rest is sanctified. That we know today, God, that we must put our rest in your hands and rest in your rest. Father, we thank you this morning. That your rest is good. That every good and perfect gift comes from you. And that, Father, help us, help us, help us in this hour. Help the kingdom of God, help the church to tear down idols. That we have set up against you. To establish the Lord in our household. 